Hey listeners, your rewatchers would love for you to join us at the 2018 Philadelphia Podcast Festival. The Philadelphia Podcast Festival is a free two-weekend-long podcast fest featuring over 45 podcasts recording live at six venues across Philadelphia from June 22nd to July 1st. The Highlander Rewatch Podcast will be doing a live interactive podcast on Saturday, June 23rd at 4 p.m. at our favorite Philadelphia watering hole, Tattooed Mom, located on Historic South Street. Our live show is completely free and will feature plenty of games and prizes you can win. Come early and enjoy some other podcasts, such as the Dungeons & Dragons podcast, A Quest for Magic and Steel at 1 p.m., or check out the Dad Life podcast, Pop in Bottles, at 3. Following the Highlander Rewatchers show at 4, stick around for some more nostalgia with the Cinescape podcast, Dissecting the 80s podcast, and the Good Times Great Movies cast. For more information, visit phillypodfest.com for the complete list of shows and schedule. Once again, we invite you to join us at Tattooed Moms, located at 530 South Street, on Saturday. Saturday, June 23rd at 4 p.m. for an awesome time celebrating Highlander with the Highlander Rewatch crew. Find the event page on our Facebook page to RSVP. We can't wait to see you there. Well, if it isn't the White Knight, you taking the boy's head already? Maybe I'm saving it for a rainy day. What exactly stops you? The fact he won't put up a fight? Or is he not noble enough for you? That occurred to me. But a mutiny is. They were going to take your head. I gave you your life. No, my cloud. You gave me death. A thousand times over. For 100 years. A living, dying hell of unending thirst and unbearable hunger. Do you know what hell is like, McLeod? You live on rats, snakes, and when they're all gone, flies. When everything is dead, you starve to death. Again, and again, and again. I left you there because you gave me no choice. You should have killed me on that island. Don't start this, Kincaid, because I'll finish it. That's right. I Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. And this is Ayman. What was that I? What is I, all the I? I, 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 I yeah, is that I, what we're doing? Are we just being Alpha from Power Rangers? Oh, my oh, God. That's right. Maybe he was a sailor. He probably was. Alpha's a man? Yeah. Well, well he's a robot. It's, just, it's genderless, but I just always assumed it was a woman. He was oh, voiced is... by Bill Hader in the new Power Rangers reboot movie starring <laughs> Brian Cranston. Produced by Lionsgate. Did you see that movie? Uh, it's on my list to see. It's like alone. Fucking yeah. terrible. It looks yeah. awful. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's like that's like a drink alone with a pizza movie. Yeah. yeah uh, don't be alone when you watch it. Don't be alone. <laughs> 
Uh, Brian Cranston opens that movie like Zordon is an alien or whatever, and he's in this stupid blue costume, like talking in a fake alien language. Ugh. Wait, is it like Brian Cranston? Like the actor, not a CGI head. No, yeah, Brian Cranston. I can't even believe he, he was like on film in of, that movie. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Right. His follow up to that groundbreaking, award winning series was a live action Power Rangers movie. He went to return to his roots. Yeah, it's true. Apparently. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Highlander Rewatched, we are going to be talking about season four, episode six Reunion. I liked the first union oh. <laughs> a little bit better, but the reunion's okay. The rewatchers watch reunion. Yeah, the, we're having a reunion ourselves, as Maybe. this is our first episode of the recording sesh. That's true. That's true. Maybe after we're done, we could have like a reunion in like 10 years. Get the whole gang back together? Yeah. You mean us? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We can hire Adrian Paul to come here and kill us. Yeah, he'll be like <laughs> 80 and still be able to kill us. Yeah. With a thought. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are those assholes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a possibility that this will be your last sunrise. <laughs> okay, guys. So this episode was originally aired on October 30th, 1995. So it's kind, of a, Halloween. it's kind of the Halloween episode. Highlander's a good Halloween show. There's lots of costumes. Sure. Uh, well, this, this episode and the next one, and maybe the next one, I'll have to double check my notes, all inspired me to write the note. Wow, Highlander exists in a very dark universe where the sun does not shine. So maybe it is a Halloween universe. Yeah, maybe. No, no joke. These episodes that we are going to be talking about are horror shows. They are like just horribly violent and like exist in a world of like extreme cruelty and human <laughs> suffering. Buckle up for this episode. Like I feel like we need to give a trigger warning on this one. <laughs> Pirates. Trigger warning. That's right. Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Yar. I'm the captain now. <laughs> All right. So this episode was directed by good old Dennis Berry. Uh, the last episode he did was actually The Innocent. And he also did Finale Part 2 uh, recently. And he did the first part of this kind of series, which was The Lamb. The first the episode lamb. with Kenny. This episode was written by Elizabeth Baxter. Uh, this is the last of her Highlander run. She uh, did In Order, Saving Grace... Not bad. Eye for an eye. Not bad. Bless the child. hey best episode. <laughs> Pharaoh's daughter. Okay. Uh, nice ass pebbles. pebbles. Nice ass pebbles. Reasonable doubt. Right. And, yeah. And then finally, this one, reunion. All right. Mixed bag there, but right. she did give us I don't do diapers, man. That's so. true. Not for breakfast, man. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of love. A lot of love in my heart. And with, without her, we wouldn't have heard Bill Panzer say, bless this child. Bless this <laughs> bless child. <laughs> bless this child. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about who's guest stars in this episode. First, we have Miss Lisa Howard as Dr. Dr. Anne Lindsay. That's right. <laughs> She's back. Baby. Uh, not with a baby, though. Not with baby yet. Also, well. Well, she's with baby. I assumed when she appeared back on screen, I had kind of forgotten how this all shakes out in the end. I was like, oh, this must be much later. She's had the baby. Because uh, she does not yeah, really look pregnant four, at all. No. Four months. Also, how far along was she when she found out she was pregnant? Right. Yeah. You mm. don't find out on day two. She doesn't have a bump, does she? I a didn't really one. notice one. She I, must have a little one. Yeah. Yeah. She must have a little one. I don't know, I so not much funny. to say about Dr. Ann Lindsay, although I was no, looking I was at her. very surprised. I was bit. looking at her IMDb, and I don't think we've ever mentioned this before, but she was the voice of Smurfette in the PlayStation 1999 game, The Smurfs. Wow. Uh, so Good pull. If anyone right there. 
that's wants to high, play that game. That's high flying. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder what the CG graphics are like. In that. <laughs> well, I, probably I, not too good. I want to see some 1999 cutscenes of Smurfette. No, me too. <laughs> Rule 34. Polygons. And, of course, this episode also guest stars Elizabeth Grayson as Amanda. This is a triple threat from her. Three in a row. Yeah. Lots Not of bad, uh, Amanda. This was enough in a row that I was like, am I misremembering when she joins the cast kind of full time? I don't know if she ever... Like, I was trying to remember that, she too. Like, she's the- not in the credits still. And I don't know if she ever is in the credits. I thought she was in the credits in, like... Maybe the next season or something? Season six, maybe, but... Huh. Or season... End of season five. I thought at some point she was in the credits. Interesting. I'll have to rewatch to find out. And this episode also guest stars Michael Preston as Terrence Kincaid. This guy. This guy. He yeah. was. I guy. love this guy. His He's great, look, man. The first time he appeared on screen, I was like, who is this old-timey aggro-crag sailor? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, he is a sailor. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I thought that too. I was like, man, he's like, why is he dressed like this? Oh, he's a sailor. <laughs> yeah. this fucking Stevedore? <laughs> uh, he was in The Road Warrior or Mad Max 2. Papa Gallo. Mm-hmm. He has a major role in that movie. He's the, the like lead rebel or whatever you call it in the oil refinery. Yeah. Yeah, prominent role. I was looking through his IMDb. I was kind of surprised he wasn't in more. Yeah. I thought this guy was great and has, like, an amazing look. Well, he has a super intense look. I mean, he was also on Baywatch Nights. I saw that. He was on the A-Team for a couple episodes. Renegade. And he was in one of the best movies ever made, Steel, starring Shaquille O'Neal. Who is he in Steel? I don't know. The Hammer. But he's, he's just it. the yeah. Hammer. He just swings He's so around. tough and yeah. hard. He's, he's the Hammer. Yeah. He's the one who just goes, yar. Yeah, but... But he hasn't been in, any, in anything since 2002, so... I mean, I guess he's probably older now, obviously. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> probably. Wait, let me do the math. Do you think this guy's gotten older since 1995? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope so. It's a Benjamin Button thing. But no, I thought he was great in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's terrific. So, guys, should we talk about the IMDb episode description? Please, All right. let's. Here we I'm, go. It's going to be so inappropriate, I can tell. I can feel it in my bone. Kenny, the immortal in a child's body, has returned. He runs to Anne for help when immortal Terence Kincaid is after him, and she calls Duncan. In flashback to 1778 South Pacific, Kincaid is the self-absorbed captain of the ship Duncan works on. Self-absorbed? I don't know. Is he so, uh, that's reading a lot into what's going on, but no, all right. I mean, he's selfish. Sure, I guess so. That's I shellfish. Think self- I, yeah, yeah. Shellfish. <laughs> He's actually a clam. But I guess self, being selfish and being self-absorbed have different connotations. But yeah, yeah. When mutineers want to behead Captain Kincaid, Duncan convinces them to maroon him on a desert island instead. In modern day, Kenny and Amanda turn out to know each other. (laughs) (laughs) And turn out to know each other. Turn out for what? In flashback to (laughs) 1182 England, Amanda finds newly immortal Kenny after his family has been killed by Normans and teaches him. In modern day... so long. Yeah, it is. In modern day, having Kenny to care for makes Amanda feel like they have a family, and she wants to keep Kenny around. However, Duncan, remembering how Kenny tried to kill him, and (laughs) Anne, isn't so sure keeping him around is a good idea. Wow. Yeah. Here's the YouTube description. Oh, good. Running for his life, Kenny runs straight into Anne Lindsay's emergency room, who calls McLeod for help. Sounds fine to me. That's, That's so it. much better. It is so much better. It is so much better. Good gravy. Good <laughs> gravy. Description. Oh my God! They killed Kenny. Did we say that no, the last time? Never. I don't think. I thought that was intentional last time. <laughs> I quote South Park around the house to irritate my roommates, <laughs> like Mister Hanky. I go like, Oh hello. What does Mister Hanky say? I don't even remember. Heidi. Oh, yeah, that's it. 
and respect my authority. Oh boy. Oh boy. Outdated. <laughs> like I, really old, old South yeah. Park yeah. cliches. Yep. Yeah. Those are so old. Holy balls. I was in fifth grade when South Park first came out. Really? Isn't that nuts? Wow. I remember not being allowed to watch it, like, in middle school. Well, of course, because it's, like, it's fucking filthy. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, like, I remember in middle school, South Park was, like, the middle school version of Seinfeld for at least our school. It was like, did you see it last night? Like, that was, like, supposed yeah. to, like, water cooler. That was, like, locker talk. Like, v- literal ro- locker room talk. Yeah. Grab them by the pussy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they let you do it. Oh, when you're rich and famous. That's but. right. All right, are we ready to hop into this episode? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. So this episode opens with a previously on, although it's this is like different. Like Joe kind of narrates the first little bit of it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But then it falls away. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Excuse me. What the hell? He's a Law and Order fanatic. So we get to see a lot of stuff from the Lamb. Yeah, and, a lot. In fact, two minutes and thirty seconds of the Lamb. Yeah, the uh, Lamb, including my favorite clip from the Lamb, which is when. Anne's like, oh, you're like a little too young to be such a grouch. And then Kenny's like, he sleeps with a, a lot, lot of women. women oh, and they're a lot prettier than you are. <laughs> they and look she's like, like this. oh, it's like, whoa, such a good clip to pick. And then also him bricking the homeless man. For the yeah. bloody sandwich. Yeah. Bricking him. <laughs> yeah, it's this fucking kid. And then we get Fuck in this kid. In present some, day. <laughs> we get Domin Ross in there, too. Domin Ross knew it. Hey, are you worried that this might be the only two minutes and 30 seconds of footage from the lamp we'll get to see? <laughs> I was very concerned. Okay. Oh, well, let me assuage your worry and let you know that there will be more. Excellent. So then we get the cold open to this episode. Yeah. So Kenny is running. Which I had to rewind it because I was confused and it kind of stopped paying attention some at some point through the recap. Like, there is, like, no visual cue that I noticed that informs you that you are no longer seeing a recap and now the episode is right because it just says present day like, right it right? appears on screen, yeah and I'm like what does that mean there's like, like a long cut or anything between what happens right. it's just like there's a g- yellow Volkswagen bug and it says present day yeah it's weird which also present day as opposed to like two months ago yeah because the time, time especially in a no show that deals with like show. flashbacks it's yeah. like all of present day is like right now yeah Present day. So this is on Christmas. Yeah, present day. day. Yeah. Or Kenny's birthday. That's true. Uh, so Kenny's running through a parking lot. And he's and he's, he's like, wounded. Yeah, he's all bloodied up. And this guy, Kincaid, we find out, a.k.a. McJagger. Yeah, he does him. kind of look like Sailor McJagger. <laughs> yeah. Also, his name is Terry. Terry Kincaid. The very villain. This is Terry. Scary Terry. <laughs> and we get more of like that Frere Jaca theme. The and sad Frere Jaca. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> creepy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Kenny ends up being in the hospital. That's the parking lot he's running through. And he's running. Someone's got to help me. And he finds Anne, who we have not seen since, I guess, last season, right? Since Mortal Sins. Yes, where she bails. Fights a bunch of well, Nazis. Like where she bails on Duncan. Yeah. That's an unfair way to frame that. Where not her ac- life not according ba- to the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where her life and baby are put in jeopardy by a Nazi. Yeah, and by she a literal says, Nazi. I'm not dealing with this. And she's punched in the pregnant belly. Yeah. <laughs> Why would she want to leave Duncan? This is like the probably because she's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sixth, the sixth fucking time her life was threatened, and she was thrown on her pregnant stomach. Yeah, she, and such a bitch for leaving Duncan. Tess she was could, so much better. Tess and, was better and yeah. younger. She yeah. could hang. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Snobbish. Doctor Snobbish. That's right. 
she's like, oh, go get my suturing kit so I can, like, I don't know. Kenny's got a pretty bad gash. Like, right. Yeah. I have a note here that it looks like they're both using volumize, volume, what's the word? Volumizing shampoo? Like, yeah. both Anne and Kenny have, like, a lot of hair going on. Yeah. Right now. Also, Kenny looks very different. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess he has age. She's a a fucking child. But it's just so funny because they just showed us the previous pictures. Right. And then show him again. And it's like, oh, you growed up. Yeah. I wish they kept going and, like, Kenny comes back and it's the same actor, but he's, like, 16. He's, like, 23 now. Oh, it's weird. I didn't mention him as a guest star in this. Probably because he's dead. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so the actor. a secret. Yeah. the the, The actor who plays Kenny died in a horrible car accident. So that's too bad. Yes. Uh, Highlander. Highlander. <laughs> um, so while they're talking, the power goes out. And this is some weird dialogue, I thought. Oh, the power goes out. That happens all the time. Right. And, and, and it's, like, literally, the second the power goes out, Anne is like, the crew's working on it now. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> it just happened. Well, she, like, she's probably people saying on that to life like, assuage his concerns. Right. Yeah. That, like, it's going to be okay. They're working on it. Also, though, like, you really need to go check on all like, these. Also, like, there apparently wasn't a backup generator because it doesn't just pop back on. So right. I'm sure a lot of people are about to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just like. On the operating table, just open. Yeah. Just, yeah. The just, surgeon is like, oh, well. well the crew's working on it. What am I trying to cut again? <laughs> he says that to the person on the slab. Yeah. Don't worry. The crew's working on it. <laughs> this happens all the time. You should go to a different hospital. But yeah, Kincaid like takes his sword and like chops the generator or whatever which that was easy yeah it's also right. in a parking lot right apparently. yeah like the whole the power to the entire hospital is, is in, in the this bar- little box easily accessible <laughs> from the parking lot so apparently if the lights go off in a hospital you can then go wherever you want in it that's like a little tip for you because kincaid just comes in and like finds kenny he's just taking advantage of the chaos right away yeah right it's like the security card is just like, okay. <laughs> right. So they have a run in and there's like a stare down and Kenny's like, I've never seen that guy before or whatever. And so then we got, and it's the opening credits. So that's our yeah. cold open. So we don't know what the deal is, why this guy's after Kenny. Ansel doesn't know what the deal, like Anne does not know Kenny's immortal at this point. Right. She doesn't find out until two seconds later. Right. So then they go back into the, you know, the doctor's room what do you call them? the doctor's room. The doctor's room what do you call a room in an office they in go back hospital? into the doctor room it's not an operating an room. examination room yeah examination room let's yeah. call sure. it that yeah. let's go with it yeah they go back into sorry the, Eamon, they go back snobbish into the doctor room. yeah i'm dr snobbish <laughs> and she takes a doctor's look at kenny's wound <laughs> everything she does is a doctor's blank <laughs> yep and then, and then but, she's doctor surprised yeah at the, at the missing gash in his arm his wound is healed. That's right. So now she knows the, the, the scoop on Kenny. And she's like, you're like Duncan. She's like, no, it wasn't that bad. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, there's a chapel down the hall. Right. Just go hang out. One, I have a question about the chapel down the hall. Like in Holy Ground? I was just like, oh, how does this work? I guess the room is Holy Ground. So it's not literally ground? Well, yeah, it's not literally ground, but also I guess then the hospital itself is not Holy Ground. Like a room oh. can be Holy Ground, but not... In a larger in a larger structure, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, stupid thing to think about, but I thought about it. I mean, queer, uh, yeah, no, I thought about it too. Like, clearly, the chapel—it makes perfect sense to me that the chapel in a hospital is holy ground. Sure, I get it, but the hospital is not holy. Where, right, where exactly. is the demarcation? Right, is it the doorway, the window, the wall? Oh, it's actually from the window to the wall. Oh, okay, <laughs> <It's> actually <laughs> that makes sense. Where the do hospital chapels 
are they filled with burning candles? <laughs> this one, well, this is actually that's those are candles for all the people who just died due to yeah. the power outage. <laughs> Lots of people yeah. shuffling off this mortal coil. Anne gets her friend to call Duncan on the phone for right. him to like get his ass down there. This seems like a phone call you make yourself. I guess she doesn't want to leave Kenny. Or doesn't want to talk to her ex. Awkward. But she's about to. I know. She doesn't want a doctor talk to Duncan. (laughs) But she's still saying, like, your cousin is here. Yes, right, which is really funny. Does she believe it's his cousin, or is that her code for... I think she's like, wink, wink. Yeah. Is she, she, like, figured it out now. There's a lot of... Did anyone notice the establishing shots in this episode or the day for... Or night, day for night. Shit. No. Oh, like they they cut away because there's some passage of time to the hospital, and it's like some bad day for night, darkening the the film and putting stars in the sky. Ooh, I didn't mind it too bad, but it made me think of Smallville. Oh yeah, which had like Bill. notorious shots of Lex's mansion at night, and I would get so mad watching the show, being like, they cut to his mansion so much time at night. Couldn't, couldn't they have just set up a shot to get it at night? At night, yeah. They, they'll but I guess it, it was too expensive times. to do it. And so it was always some day-for-night bullshit, and it looked terrible. So anyway, a lot of that Ooh. in this episode. Tom Welling. Tom Ma- Welling, that's right. So then Tom Welling shows up. He could have yeah. played this, this sailor man. I'd, I'd watch him in a striped shirt. Mm. Arg, matey. So Duncan shows up. How's the baby? Is the baby all right? So, like... Learn it's a tap dance. The person... Why did Ann talk yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah. Learn it's a tap dance. Uh. The person just said, hey, Duncan, Anne needs you down here. It's an emergency and hung up. Like, I guess. Well, she didn't give him her a more robust message to give. Robusto. I mean, I get that Duncan would come at the drop of a hat to help him. Yeah. 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 Duncan's a swell guy. Swell. He's an A-OK sort. So Anne's like, yeah, it's your cousin. Mac instantly is like, Kenny? Like, I feel like Mac would forget this lie that he made up. He does? Yeah. There's like a long pose, pause, and then she has to like... And then Duncan poses. Yeah. (laughs) He goes, ah. He he does the thinker, and then he discovers (laughs) it. No, she has to like say it again. Like, he does not remember right away what she's talking about. Oh, my cousin. (laughs) She's like, I thought you were going to help me. Also, I guess Mac never, never in the course of this episode, sees fit to tell anyone what Kenny he, did. Yep. Yeah. Just like keeps it to himself. Last episode, this happened in Double Eagle. It's like, hey, Duncan, if you had just revealed some extra information to these characters, I think it would have smoothed some stuff over. Right. And this episode hinges on the fact that Amanda wants to help Kenny, but for some reason, Duncan doesn't seem fit to be like, he's murdering everybody and lying and like all this stuff. It's like, nope. Yeah. yeah and. And like Anne really wants to help Kenny too, and it's like she and she should have been just like remember that guy who tried running you down with a car? That was fucking Kenny. He's eight hundred year old psychopath. Like. <laughs> yeah. But she's like Duncan. He's a little boy. Kenny is basically just like oh McLeod's going to take my head. Right. Kenny is not on the Duncan no train. And Max like I would have gotten you like a long time ago if I wanted to. Yeah. But Mac is like I will get you to an airport and that's it. Like come with me. Right. So then Mac exits with Kenny in the uh, out of the chapel and they run into Kincaid again and Kincaid and Mac have like a moment. It's like, ooh, what's this? Ooh. They know each other. So we get a flashback. To Sepia 78. The oh, the year Pacific. was Sepia 78. So they're on an island. Kincaid There's is a, a captain boat. of a ship. And Mac, for some reason, reason is like... He's working, working on the boat. On the boat. <laughs> is this how he winds up in Japan during the samurai? Because they are in the South Pacific. What year is that? Oh, yeah. We'll have to check the timeline. That's, that's a good point. That's right around this time. And yeah, Mac does wash ashore. He's got the right sword at the time. That's true. Maybe this is it. That's our link. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, without the captain, they 
went the wrong way. <laughs> it went the wrong way. No one knows Crashed how to immediately. steer the ship. Yeah. Also, really <laughs> question Max Judgment signing on to work on a ship with an, with immortal, an immortal with an immortal captain who's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like cuz you know Mac didn't know who he was when he signed on. He's like, "Well, I'll just risk this." Yeah. He's got, I know Very he's got strange. a crew of goons at his command who could like behead me or like throw me in the Pacific, but they seem to have some sort of bond. I don't think so. Really? I th- I think they do seem like they're friends. And I, I get the impression that Kincaid is not like the worst guy. Although I do agree well, that what false. he does, no, no, no. you are you are as, <laughs> you are as wrong about that as anything I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't know. After he kills the mutineer, well, yeah, like, then he's pretty bad. When Duncan's like, "Oh, come on, man, you shouldn't have done that." Like he like softly puts his hand on Duncan's elbow. Is like, "Are you turning against me too?" But he says it in like a friendly way. That's I, yeah. So that's why I feel like they have some sort of. That's what I'm getting at. Is I do feel like they're friendly on this ship, rapport. and so Kincaid must not be like. Like, I don't think Kincaid's pulling shit like this all the time. Like, I don't think let's, Kincaid, let's, like, rules with an iron fist until I, this happens. Like, and then suddenly it's like, ooh, Kincaid, like, your priorities are out of whack. So they're, like, searching for provisions on this island. Because they're out of water on their ship. Yeah. And so they find, like, some puddles and shit and try to drink it. And it turns out that's just seawater. And the men are grumbling. And the one guy who's wearing, like, a sleeping cap is like, maybe we should go back. He suggests turning around and going back to China. 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 To restock their provisions. Also, Mac later implies that it would take them, they would lose weeks off their voyage if they went back to China. Right. So how are they not going to die of thirst on the way back to China? That's a good point. I am a little unclear on that. Yeah. See, maybe that's where Kincaid comes in as the smart thinker and captain of the ship. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Though I just get the impression maybe they're just very low on provisions. They might not be out yet. The guy says they're on half rations. Right. McLeod kind of intercedes to prevent this mutiny from going forward. Because this guy's like leading kind kind of a rabble rouser, as it were. I think Kincaid is like, all right, everything's fine now. McLeod, you can step aside. And right. McLeod fucking steps aside, and Kincaid blows this guy away. This is yeah. fucking brutal. It's yeah, like, yeah, man, he's a fucking asshole. His costume's great, though. Yeah, and he's his two guns are cool. Mac then, once they're away from the crowd, quietly tries to confront Kincaid about how you didn't have to do this. Blah blah blah. And this guy, this is the Kincaid seems like a nice guy case destroyer, <laughs> where he's just like, if we go back to China, we will default, and I will not lose 100,000 pounds for a few lives. And yes. it's like, the fuck you, dude. Yeah. I like the sign that he said, or the quote, alive, yeah. he was a bad influence. Dead, he's a shining example. I thought that was a good line, too. That was good. But that's evil. <laughs> that, is, you know, that is evil. You were describing being evil. But Duncan's just kind of like, come on, man. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like Mac is surprisingly chill about that. Why'd you gotta do that in front of the guys? Like <laughs> the guys. Oh, guys. Also, can we talk about the way this guy says "will default"? <laughs> I I was, I was like, like, is huh? he saying a different word? Default. 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 Yeah. Well, I was like, what's up with the fort? Like default. <laughs> How much is a hundred? That's like a stripper's name. Defort. Oh, is that famous? Default. Default. Sorry. Is that famous actor Willem Default? Yeah. Defort. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want Willem Defort to come in his Green Goblin outfit. Uh, yeah, or uh, the guy. Oh, who's the guy from TNG? Uh, oh, Jordy Defort. <laughs> Jordy Defort. He doesn't want to wear a, a, a wiser. A wiser. The whistles. When they get to the shore, they're about to get back in the rowboat, and the other sailors this, stop like, the captain. Donal Logue looking. <laughs> 
sailor. He's like, why aren't you rowing the boats? And he's like, nah, son, we're taking your guns. They take his guns away, and they're going to chop his head off. Right. I kind of miss the part, like, what they, how they indicate they're going to chop his head off. Like, he just has this sword raised. I think, yeah, it's just that they, like, bend his body over. Uh, but yeah, I feel like they don't out, actually like, say yeah. they're going to do it, right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Mac bargains for the captain's life. Right. He's, he's being very clever. He's just like... Let's oh. torture him like he tortured us or whatever. Let's and leave him here. There's uh, no food. This is, There's no water. This scene freaks out. This is all. This is a great scene. Yeah. I love this guy. We're the same. We're, we're the same kind. Oh, that's another. He's another one of these immortals who raises the thing. Like, why are you upset about this mortal getting killed? He's not one of us. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's a big theme in this mortal series. Lives matter. In guys. general, is the thing that separates people like Mac and other good guy immortals from bad guys. Well, it's their treatment of mortals, like that. This idea right. that mortal lives just aren't important because we're better than them or whatever. So. Yeah, their lives will end anyway. Right. So but, they yeah, leave. He them. freaks the fuck out. Yeah. It's this is brutal though, as we're gonna come to find out. Yeah. So that's the end. Like, oh, and this the the, the fla- flash forward ends through like screaming through the mouth, which yeah. I, I love. Yeah. Also, it was a weird cut to get to this. We didn't actually talk about what the transition was to the sepia world. It seems like they wanted to do something and then weren't able to do it, was my guess. Well, there's yeah. light on, like, a tiled floor. It's a, it's a, it's a, a stainless tile. steel yeah. table, and you see yeah. the light. And and they, I try thought, to, they try to do the reflection of light on the table versus the light on the water. That's what, that what I thought what it was trying to do. Well, I think that was what it was supposed to be. It's like, oh, we'll transition to the sea and, like, Hard a sunrise. a reflection of water when you're, everything's brown. <laughs> yeah. But then I forget what exactly they cut to. It's just the ship. The ship, right? Yeah. yeah. But my impression was I think that was supposed to be a C cut. C section? C section. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we flash forward back to the hospital. So Anne make, basically makes Kenny go with Duncan. Right. And Duncan now explains to Anne that Kenny is 800 years old. Yeah. And is trouble, but like, we're going to get out of here. So they leave. So we cut to the dojo that night. And Kenny's Next. explaining that he's like, I didn't want to come back here. I was just like on the run, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he met Kincaid on the docks. Why is Kenny spending so much fucking time on the docks? That's where he clubs homeless people (laughs) to get their sandwiches. So they're going upstairs, and Kenny gets the buzz. And Kenny, for some reason, thinks Mac is setting him up. It's like, what? You shut me up. This kid's so paranoid. I don't know. He's just a little monster. Yeah. So they go upstairs. He's like, oh, it's just a friend or whatever. And And lo, it's Amanda. Right. And And in the meantime, we do get some more flashbacks to the lamb. The lamb. Oh, is that here? That is here. Okay. Oh, and it's it's the the flashbacks of Mac defending Kenny to Joe and uh, Richie. Right. Which is an odd flashback to include. Yeah, I was a little confused as to why they included it in general. But I guess they wanted to do something to make Kenny more endearing. Remind you of what he might have done might have been okay. Right. I think so. It wasn't, and we learned after that speech was given why it wasn't. Right, but like Mac was wrong about this argument or whatever. Well, I think it's funny that Mac. I mean, maybe because he tried to kill Anne, but Mac's position changes on Kenny when he when Kenny comes after him. But I'm like, doesn't don't yeah. all the things hold, still hold true? Well, it, I think it's position, because his position changed after he f- found out that he killed Domin Ross's wife. Correct. Right. Yeah, that okay. was the turning that was point. what it was. Right. Like okay. even if she had tried to kill Domin Ross, I get the impression Mac thinks that's Maybe okay, okay in quotes. Yeah, Amanda's baking or something. Yeah, she's cooking she's again in her like his personal chef now. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my god!" When Mac and Kenny come in, Kenneth. So she knows Kenny or Kenneth. Right. And Mac is, like, confused. There's, like, a lot of, like, comedy in this episode, too, with Mac being, like, oh, like... For a dark episode, there's some, like, weird light 
stuff in it. So they embrace, and then we get Mac sitting there sulking while eating spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. they're all eating dinner together. And Mac, Mac is, is very is, like, poor table manners. I mean, yeah. spaghetti is hard to eat on a date. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to look good eating spaghetti, but like he's looking like a fucking slob. <laughs> and he's like, I may be excused. <laughs> I'm going to go to my room and yank it. Like. <laughs> so Amanda's like, this is like... We're like a family. We're like a family. Also, Where our Ken- child is older than both of right. us. Right. Also, are, Kenny yeah. is drinking milk, which yeah. I thought is kind of funny. Like, after 800 years, he still drinks fucking milk at dinner. Yeah. He's going to he's gonna have a Miller Lite and get blasted. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... I would have appreciated an episode with Kenny where he does like adult things, like get drunk and fuck. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Right. creepy. Keith just wants to see a child fucking. That's right. <laughs> He's not a child. He's eight hundred years old. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this. I agree that like Amanda's like, oh, we have a family, but with like an eight hundred year old child. Yeah, like, like this the is dad, a weird. The dad is younger than the mom and the kid. Right. <laughs> like all of this is weird to me. Like first off, she's like, "Oh, this is the closest thing we could have to a family." It's like you still can adopt. Although I guess that's weird because it blows your cover as an immortal or something. But like whatever. Yeah. But like also, this is a dark reality where Amanda's dream is being a mother to like a ten-year-old forever. Like. <laughs> Isn't, like, one of the joys, I think, of parenting, as not a parent myself, but, like, seeing a child, like, grow Grow. up and, like, having them mature into, like, hey, I influenced that. It's, like... He's grown. This all- is devoid of that part of the experience. He's grown so much. He's grown into a murderer. <laughs> yeah. He's grown into a real paranoid creep. A conniver. Yeah. <laughs> So this is, like, weird and fucked up, too. Like, her fantasy of... It is weird. ...immortal motherhood. Also, like, she's just, like, has him frozen in time, which ends up... It, it is, is it going to get more creepy, Keith? Is uh, it going to get oh, more it creepy? really no. fucked up. No. It's yeah. not going to get more creepy, no, not right? At all. <laughs> no. Does this get sexual this at is, all? This, yeah. this, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna carve out a position right now, and you can stop me. This episode is the human centipede of Highlander. <laughs> I'm saying it. Whoa. I'm saying it right now, right? Because we're about to get example number one in flashback to 1182. All right, so let's talk about it. So we flash back to Saxony, England. Amanda is wearing her Lady of the Lake costume. I like. Yeah, this, this is outfit. like her look from like Legacy. Kenny's like in a rag outfit. And his <laughs> parents are dead. Yeah, there's dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. The Normans have come and killed a bunch of people. And I guess killed Kenny as well, we come yeah. to find out. I think through another flashback There's later. a flashback in this flashback right. where we see it. Amanda gets the buzz. He gets the buzz for the first time. And they meet. Also, Amanda has the British accent here, for sure. Yeah. Because we were debating yeah. in Double Eagle what the deal is with that. Now, she has a very British accent. Right. British. I think it's improved. <laughs> <laughs> British. She's had some practice. We cut to a little bit later, and she's cleaned Kenny all up and is now, like, explaining the rules of the game. Like, Kenny's like, oh, someone takes my head, I can die. Yes, blah, blah, blah. She wants to get him a sword. And she's already like, I'm fucked. Like, I'm not going to be able to fight anyone. I'll never get older. Like, they're going to kill me. Right. And Amanda's explaining that, like, you do have a weapon. You're innocence. And she shows him a mirror. Right. And then the mirror, he has his weird flashback to 30 seconds ago when he was killed yeah to 30 seconds ago what when he not just when he was killed when his mom was horribly raped horribly raped and murdered by these normans this is dark this is is so really dark dark. and they show you this guy murder a 12 year old while he watches his mom get sexually assaulted yep yeah and it's just like 
uh, human centipede. This is the head of the centipede. Don't worry, it's going to poop into something later. <laughs> In that respect, I can see how Kenny's real fucked up. Yeah. Like, no, Kenny's sure. got, like, PTSD. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, since 1182. <laughs> At this point, uh, Amanda has been, has been, is 300 years old. Right. She's a young buck. Mm-hmm. So she's only 100 years younger than Mac's current age in present day, right? Because he's 400 yeah. something. Yeah. So she's old. Yeah. She old. <laughs> so we cut to one year later in England. And I guess at this point, you know, she's been hanging out with Kenny. For a year. For a year. For a year they've been. And they've been like, it seems like camping out and moving around and robbing people. As you, as you do. They've been so, waylaying so, tax collectors for a year. So some Norman sh- soldiers confront them about this or confront her about this. And she's like, oh, I'm a baker or whatever. That's how she makes like her huge bag of money that yeah. she's carrying around. Her, her, like, her little ball sack full of money. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that was like, is that a lot of money? I don't know how don't ancient know. money works. It's full of gold. <laughs> is it? And Kenny's like hidden behind a bush. Right. And this, then, this part's we, also gross. Are we, trying to, are we trying to get darker? Yeah. Are we trying to, dare I say, have the middle body of the human centipede? Because this is it. As this guy grabs her by the face and informs her that she's a comely little thief. And then threatens sexual violence. Because uh, he says, well, she's going to get They're going to hang her after, after we've taken our pleasure. Oh, boy. Oh, and are we going to see this woman's body hanging? Are we just going to Not see just us, but Kenny will watch, watch his second mother, mother figure die. Die. <laughs> and just hang. Just yeah. hang They there. show it. <laughs> she's just, like, swinging around. I was like, oh. This is so dark yeah but wait is there going to be more darkness in this episode are we done the darkness the darkness <laughs> hung hung yeah <laughs> the darkness story six hung god damn it this episode really upset me wow Ke- kenny just like escapes to mispronounce just, word. well but he like gets caught like he's like wrestling around in the brush yeah and the the soldier's like hey that's a little fucker and so they chase him out of there because i suppose if he had like kept quiet they would have left and presumably he could have rescued amanda but they chase him wherever and also we end up finding that like he bit like he must have been able to hide at some point but then like leaves the country or something he gets away and then still stows away on a ship yeah because amanda then searches for him we find out later for like years every day for three years or something like that which how how good was she she hunting babe (laughs) (laughs) well dennis miller's here yeah. Hey, guys. How, how good was up? she hunting, babe? How good was she hunting? I'm still writing my Michelle Wolf jokes. That's why I haven't uh, heard from me in a while, babe. Cha-cha. He said that he was going to do some research on her because he never heard of her and then write some big-time jokes in response to her press dinner, babe. The jokes never surfaced. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we cut back to the present, back in the loft. Kenny is asleep, and Amanda's trying to get Mac to let Kenny stay. I just had to write three times... Don't seduce him with Kenny in the room, please. I know. Uh, please. Kenny would be into that shit. Yeah. No, I don't oh, yeah? think he would. No, because no, he would not, be jealous. Not because yeah. of Mac. No homo. <laughs> well, well, no, Kenny would be there following. <laughs> Kenny would be there following the last command of that Norman commander. Fetch the little ferret. Yeah. That's fetch what Kenny the little doing. ferret. Like, yeah, He's fetch fetching his little ferret. <laughs> I'm going to fetch that ferret. <laughs> yeah. So Matt goes to bed with his, like, katana right next to him. Yeah. And Amanda's like, you don't need to do that. He's like, humor me or whatever. But then we cut to, like, Kenny. And Kenny, like, has He's awake. a flashback to, like, his memories of, like, bologna sandwich murder. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the bologna sandwich murder. Why is he thinking about bologna murder specifically? It makes 
it seem very self-cognizant of like, I know why Mac is afraid because I'm a bad person. Yeah. Because like, Mac is literally garbage. like, I need yeah. to keep this here because I'm worried about Kenny. And then Kenny's the one that flashes back to murdering people in cold blood. Yeah. Because also Mac didn't know about that murder. Nope. That's an extra, that's a bonus murder. Yeah. Bonus. <laughs> Which frankly was the worst shot in the lamb. That was the worst part of the whole episode because it let the cat out of the bag in the oh, first right. two seconds. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Evil. That's right. Yeah, we should we shouldn't have known that as the audience. We should have been along the ride with Mac the whole time. Yeah, you know what should have happened? That homeless remember- man should have bullied him and taken his bologna sandwich. Oh, that would have been better. Better. I'm like, oh my god, who's this poor sympathetic lost little child? Dare I say, innocent as a lamb. Maybe it was a lamb sandwich. <laughs> lamb with lamb. A lamb sandwich. A gyro. Or a gyro, excuse me. Uh, oh, and then we get a bunch of other flashbacks, too, to, like, the Dom and Ross all murder. His, all his all murders the terrible and it's, attempted it's the, murders. It's the best of. Yeah. The best of Kenny. <laughs> best of Kenny murders. Killing vagrants. Murdering nerds. Running down doctors. Yeah. So we are back in the present. Mac and Amanda are in bed, and Amanda is wondering if she could be a good mother. She asks Duncan if she's nurturing and tells this him to be fun. honest, and he says... Then no nurturing would not be what comes to mind first when I think about you. <laughs> yeah, of course the answer is like fucking. Of course not. Yeah, you're a, you're a jewel thief who constantly gets everyone around you in trouble. And she's a sexual harasser. Remember Richie? <laughs> Remember Richie in Double Eagle? That was very consensual. He was into that. Yeah, that's true. But I, Mac ends up coming around saying like you would be a good mother. Well, I, those are two different questions. Are you a nurturing person right now? Like versus would you be nurturing if you had a kid? Like those are those are different. People right. change and grow up. Yeah. But obviously she didn't have to be a mother, so instead she became an international jewel thief. Yeah. Did anyone think this scene like was a little long and weird? It was yes. long. I like I had notes this, that like I like filler. I like what the scene is covering because it's like it's Amanda wanting to be a mother. And it's like, okay, but like there's all this like extra dialogue, like Mac, wake up, like there's wake like up. A, and he's like, uh, uh there's, and there's it's there's like, a, what is all this filler shit? Like there's a full one minute of uh, uh yeah. you think it would be a good mother. I don't want to answer the question. Yeah, it's, like, it's like just a, have this conversation. Yeah. Which coupled with the two minutes and thirty seconds of previously on and like <laughs> two additional minutes of flashback to the lamb there's a lot this acting this acting (laughs) so we cut to the next morning and amanda and kenny are getting back from grocery shopping and they're walking down the streets they're coming back paper bags full of groceries cookie town kenny's just like real excited that they get to be together but he's a little upset that he has to third wheel it with duncan mcleod right it's like, he doesn't want me around, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well... Because I tried to murder him, which he doesn't say either. Yeah. But he's going like, to have a Amanda still doesn't ask. Like, why, why is he mad Like, at what's you? going on with you two? Yeah. Or like, like, we can work this yeah. out, surely. Nope. Nope. <laughs> that, I mean, you don't need to be a grown-ass man to have toxic masculinity. hey oh. That's true. <laughs> toxic masculinity. But then he just pieces out. He's like, here. This, my is, arms- the bag. this is so weird. Like, he makes her carry three full grocery bags. And he's like, I forgot something at the store. What? Which you can see in the background. You can see the store, I think. Yeah. Oh, right. So why couldn't she wait two seconds? Yeah. And, like, what does he need to get independently? Yeah. Also, he just How does he have money? He's theoretically- <laughs> How does he have money? He's just a theoretically an adult. He can just leave. Yeah. It's still just a weird, like, this should throw up red flags to Amanda, like... What this, a bullshit excuse. This is suspicious. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know about this. But she knows it's suspicious, but yeah. she just lets it go. So we now cut to the docks. Kincaid is in his captain outfit. So this is our confirmation. Oh, he's a captain, not just, like, this weird cartoon 
Popeye outfit that he had on earlier. Well, that explains why he's always saying uh, gug, gug. Yeah. <laughs> and eating a, so much spinach. Yeah. That's why he was able to give Max such a hard time. Before he shot the mutineer, he was like, I can't stand no more. <laughs> Kincaid gets the buzz. He's unloading like crates. Right. What and there's like there's some like in, fi- there's some fiddling acting here where yeah, like the one guy like is loading up boxes. Hey, be careful with that! And they're yeah. like straightening out the yeah. boxes. I was like, what, what are those boxes? Yeah, what are they shipping? Maybe they're chemical weapons. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They look nefarious to me. They do. Like the good things don't seem to come in those crates. They're like black and they have like warning tape on them or something. Yeah, warning that's like tape. Full, <laughs> they're they're that? like full of assault rifles or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Kincaid's a smuggler. That would not shock me. That would be a good continuation of his role as a sailor and as an all-around bad dude. But hey. But we never we didn't think he was shipping nefarious things in the past. Like I'm completely fine with him not being a terrible guy in the future. Right. Like I don't think he needs to be an evil guy in this episode. True. Yeah, he's a legitimate a legitimate reason to not like McLeod, but he gets the buzzy buzz. So this is the clip that we played at the top of the episode. So Kincaid right. confronts Mac on the dock. So let's talk about what happens here. The the thorax of the human centipede. <laughs> centipede. He just kind of asks Mac, oh, did you take Kenny's head? And Mac's like, no, maybe I'm saving it for a rainy day. Right. Which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And Kincaid thinks he didn't... I'll just murder a child one day when I'm bored. Right. Kincaid thinks it's Mac's sense of nobility that won't let him kill the kid. Because he's like, oh, yeah. is it because he can't fight back? And Mac's like, well, I've kind of considered that. But then we get into their beef and why Kincaid is super pissed at Mac. And he's like, you left me for dead. And Mac is like, I saved your life. But as we come to find out, what was the price that Kincaid had to pay? He launches into that whole monologue about how first... You hunt the rats, and when there are no more rats, you eat flies, and then you just starve to death every day, a hundred times a day. And it's like, it's oh my god. It's fucked. Yeah. You sent me to hell? He was on that island for a hundred years. And he said, I died like a, thou- like a thousand deaths you've sentenced me to, or whatever. It's really fucked up. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my god. This is a UPN afternoon show yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> this like, is this intense. Is dark. They don't say how he got off the island. I mean, I'm assuming another ship eventually came by yeah, I guess so. or whatever. Yeah, so much the. I would have just liked to have known how he got off. I guess it's not important, but I'll tell you, you just want to get him off. <laughs> oh. But also, I guess does this say something about like the way the immortality works as well? Like that if you starve to death, you keep dying. Well, like you come back. And like, because we've wondered that about like people that drowned. It's like, do you just stay? Because we've wondered that actually when Mac washed ashore, ashore. it's like, was he just dead until I think somebody wrote us reader mail about that. Like he doesn't revive until somebody like flips him over so he can revive. So is he dead that whole time? But this seems to posit a world where like if you drown, you drown and then you wake up underwater and drown again which and is, again and like that seems awful which is what damler seems to indicate as well yeah that he mm. dra- that he died over and over again chained at the bottom oh, of the right. sand or whatever yeah mm. yeah it's so fucked really fucked so then mac and i was called him rodrigo for some reason. Why did, well, i was they, like mac and rodrigo go at it this happened in nefertiri then yeah. And I assume they didn't, like, pull her brain out her nose or anything. But, like... <laughs> yeah, that was weird, because she didn't say anything like that. She wasn't, like... She seemed It fine. just seemed like she was asleep. Don't make no sense. She huh. was just hanging. I guess this show does have some writing inconsistencies. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. All right, so now they get into a, a fight proper. Uh, if you can see it. If you can see the fight, they get into the fight. <laughs> thought this was a little too dark? No, it's, like, it's too washed out. 
there's like the light coming in oh. from the, at this part. Oddly enough, too bright. There's like the light washing in off of it. And it's like really hard to see what they're doing. It's like washed yeah. out. It's real strange. But then two of Kincaid's sailors like walk by and they're like, hey, is everything okay? And hey, is so, there a sword fight going on is here? Is everything okay? Yeah. And so Mac pieces out and Kincaid's like, get back to work. You didn't see anything as he's like holding his sword. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty funny. But then there's another buzz. And so Mac and Kincaid separately are like, Hey, who's that? And Mac, for some somehow, was not able to find Kenny. Kenny, and it's yeah. like I don't know the proximity all this works in, but Kincaid why does he and, assume it's Kenny? I guess because he thinks I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been Amanda. I mean, the two candidates are Kenny and Amanda. Amanda makes a lot of sense because if Kenny had told her about Kincaid's after me, Amanda'd be like, "I'm going to help you out and take care of him." Right, because she's done that before for Mac. Certainly. I mean, never successfully because of, you know, chauvinism. But, like, you know, it's a, it's a dance they've done. Yes. Kincaid and Kenny have a little talk. Kenny offers Kincaid a little deal. He's like, I can get you Mac. So he's like, lay off of me. I'll get you what you want. And so he's like, ooh, a scheme's hatching here. Hmm. I don't know. I listen to all these podcasts like all the time and I'm just like getting all this free content and like I'm loving it. But like I don't know how I could support them. If only they offered some type of product that they made that helps out the podcast and shows your love of the show. One of my favorite podcasts, Highlander Rewatched. Oh, why do you like that? Uh, it talks a lot about like one of my favorite shows, Highlander, and is also like kind of funny and quirky and has like a sweet irreverence for the show, which I like a lot, which is kind of cool. That sounds fair. Yeah. Okay. What fair do they, what, what what do, they, they do, do, though? Well, to raise money for their podcast to help support the amazing content they put out for free every week, they sell an awesome collectible magnet set featuring four of our favorite Highlander characters. Wow. What characters? Well, we've got the star of the show, Duncan. And they also have a modern version of Duncan and a cool Scottish Highlands warrior version of Duncan. Oh, like old school barbarian Mac? That's right. Ooh, I like that Mac. Uh, They've also got an awesome Amanda magnet. A Joe and a Mythos. Mythos. Set Magthos. Like five magnets. So a set of five magnets. For, how, and it's amazing how much they even charge for it. It's only it, It's got to cost like 50 bucks, right? No, like 10 not bucks even. Magnet? No. You'd think because these magnets are so strong. I think I could fit, I don't know, how many report cards could I put on my fridge with this? I don't know, maybe like five? 10? Five. Ten? Bro, five. I think wow. I could put five, at least five. That's a lot of report cards. It is a lot of report cards. How many child's drawings could these magnets support? I guess it depends on the paper. That's and true. the size of the drawing. The There's a lot of variables stock, here. Medium they're drawing in. Mm-hmm. Wax is heavy. Wax is heavy. These are all wax drawings. Yeah, wax drawings. <laughs> Watercolors are... Well, that's not really a drawing, I guess you would say. That's a painting. Yeah, that's yeah these painting. will not hold paintings. Don't even try. Hold no. paintings. Get those framed by a professional. Yeah. For your fridge. That's right. <laughs> For your fridge. I need a real fridge frame. We're going far afield. But how much do these magnets these cost? These magnets only said. cost $15, that which is, is crazy. That's a deal. What is that, about three bucks a magnet? That's literally exactly three bucks a magnet. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Where can we get these magnets? You can go on Etsy.com and just search for Highlander Rewatch, or you can also go to Facebook.com and find the Highlander Rewatch page and click on our store link right at the top of our page. It says, shop now. hey What if I want to shop later? Just wait, and, that, then, that, and then shop now. <laughs> and then shop now. Yeah. All right, that's fair advice. At some point, you will actually you will be shopping now. We're looking at now, sir. Yeah. Now. Buy them today. Today!
Yeah, so now we cut to the loft. And we get an awkward reunion. Hey, is that the title of the episode? Hey-o. Oh, I thought Unholy you were Unholy hellscape where stars don't shine. <laughs> That's not the name of this episode. So reunion. I like Amanda's getting ready for dinner. And did Matt, anyone see Mac pick up like the, the yellow squash and be like, huh, what's it? Like he gives it this like surprise look. Like Again, <laughs> what, amazing what fiddle, fiddling acting. Like just the surprise look at a squash. Yeah. Well, they, did they have like the spiralizer things yet so you can make squash spaghetti? Ooh, a vajetti. Vegetti. <laughs> Kenny appears and brings a special guest in Lindsay. Who and I guess some flowers. And some flowers. Yeah. Which is that what he forgot? Is that the idea? Like that's that. that's what he's playing off. Right. He's trying to be sweet. So apparently Anne was down in the lobby because she wanted to check up on Kenny. And there's some awkwardness going on. Right. Girlfriends meet. There's actually very little of this interaction. Like, come to think of it, Lisa Howard is barely used in this episode. Yeah, she kind of doesn't need to be in this episode. No, she? a little bit. She just smiles a lot. <laughs> I guess she's there to be like a counterpoint of like she's getting what Amanda wants. Yes. That is really why she's there. I think there. so. There's, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities to develop this, I suppose. But Mac's like, Kenny, downstairs now. Mac takes Kenny downstairs. He's like, we're going to have a little talk. And then Kenny throws a fucking screaming fit in the elevator, which is like kind of dark, too. He's like, he's going to hurt. He's hurting me. Like, ugh, this is crazy. Yeah, it's real crazy. And Anne and Amanda are just like sitting or standing there, like smiling at each other awkwardly while Kenny is shrieking for his life. Yeah. He just seems to brighten up when he's around you. She thinks that she's talking about McLeod. Oh, I'm sure oh, McLeod still really cares about you, too. Nope. <laughs> and Kenny. So downstairs in the dojo, Mac. Do Mac and Anne Lindsay even have a scene together after Here's Kenny. Not really. No. Uh, cool. Sort of, but not really. Yeah. Uh, what so, a waste. So Mac and Kenny are talking in the dojo, <laughs> and Mac is like, if you fuck around or try to kill me, I will kill you. And I just want to say... he's always, like, grinning. Every time yeah. he talks to Kenny and is threatening to him, he's like... I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna if you do this. This is like some um, real housewife I'm shit. Kill you. That is hundred percent what this is. Yeah. It is cut to Mac like sitting in front of a wall, like if Kenny tries one more thing. <laughs> First off, you don't know me. Second off, if you did, you know that if you try something, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Clap back. I just want to point out that in the last episode, the hero of the show murdered, murdered a, a dog, dog on screen. In two, this two episode, episodes, two episodes ago, two episodes ago, in this episode, he's the telling hero a of child. This, this episode, the hero of the story tells a ten-year-old boy, "I will cut your fucking head off." It's yeah. like Jesus. After Christ. after condemning condemning a man to a thousand deaths on a <laughs> desert island, yeah, Mac. May have some things to answer for. He's batting a thousand in this season. But he's like, I'm never going to turn my back on you. And Kenny's like, you better not. Because when you do, I'm going to take your head. Yeah. So then, then like, Kenny Kenny's like off. tripling down on this whole thing. Like Kenny's like, no, I'm not okay with you because Amanda's okay with you. I now want to kill you even more. Why doesn't Kenny play up the forgive me angle? Like, I mean, like, if, just, if that's his whole game is to scheme people. It seems like that's a safer bet. That's the scheme. Yeah, it's like, oh, now that I'm back with Amanda, you're right. Like, we can make it work. Nope. No element of that. Because also, if Amanda confronted Mac and said, like, hey, like, what's going on with you guys? Mac could just be like, Kenny just threatened to kill me in the the dojo. What do you think about that? Like, it'd be more interesting if Kenny was outwardly showing, like, please, Mac, like, I do want to live with you. You can be my dad and Amanda can be my mom. And then there's more conflict because Matt can be like, I still don't trust him. And Amanda can be like, look, he's a good kid. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's kind of an odd. Also, Kenny is 
twice Mac's age. Amanda treating him like a kid, I just... Is, is upsetting. It's, like, yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of sick, yeah. actually. I mean, I know she's, like, the first to find him, so right. she has, like, a, a weird bond. Her perception of him, him is frozen in time, but that time is, like, before people knew the Earth was round. So, <laughs> you know, maybe she should update that a, a wee just yeah. a wee bit. Shouldn't Amanda know the nature of immortality more than anyone present? Like, As the oldest one present? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you'd think so. It's weird. It is it's weird. all weird. So upstairs, we'd already kind of discussed that uh, Amanda and Anne are having this motherhood discussion. I just want to point out that, like, Amanda's like, oh, well, what's it like? And Anne's like, oh, all the cliches, you know, carrying a watermelon, walking like a duck. That's the easy part. Like, the tough part comes when she gets here. And it's like... Carrying a watermelon, walking like a duck, like you're so tiny, like you bear, you don't even look pregnant. You're like, doing shut up, Anne, shut up. <laughs> but she does quack a lot, so that's <laughs> yeah, because she's a quack. She is a quack. Ooh. But Anne is worried because she's going to be a single mom mm. with the ER, George Clooney, torn responsibilities, as it were. Is this where Kenny uses the phrase "Amanda's all mine"? <laughs> is that during oh, this? I think so. I think that's during this, and I'm just like. Is this? Well, doesn't at one point he say to Mac, "You're just the guy screwing her, or whatever"? Ah, uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. So no, Amanda. I mean, Kenny wants to fuck Amanda. Yes, which is really messed up because it's like his mother figure. Yep. Yes, they just haven't seen each other in 800 years, so a lot going on here. Ugh. All right, so all very creepy. <laughs> so we cut now to the loft. So Amanda's worried about Kenny right. again, and her pants are bonkers. By the way, they have like weird slits in the side. Anyone notice this? No. Yeah, they're weird pants. I thought they were just ripped. I thought they were just ripped jeans or, or no? They're like black pants with like diamonds cut in the side, uh, like all the way down them. It's, hmm. it's a weird style. That is a weird style. Yeah, but I guess Amanda is worried about kenny because he's been gone like all night long and max like oh maybe he's buying you more flowers it's <laughs> <laughs> actually really it's funny. funny but she's like no mac whatever he is i helped make him right max kind of a dick in this episode <laughs> <laughs> max totally a dick in this episode mac does not come out of this episode looking all that great no but we get a phone call and it's kenny right amanda help me i'm stuck at the docks i got away from kincaid but i'm scared exactly and then he hangs up and kincaid's like what the fuck i don't want to Kenny knows the deal. He's like, if she's coming, he's going to come. Yeah. Either in her stead or with her or whatever, because he knows Max, like, you and know. This is when he says, Amanda's all mine. Like, you oh, can have this is cloud, Right. But Amanda's all mine. Gross. Yeah. I had a Which note is- here. When he says Amanda's all mine, I was like, so does he mean, like, to kill her? Like, is he wanting to kill, kill her and uh, Amanda now? Nope. Or is it like, hands off, she's my special lady? Like That's I, hands yeah. off, she's my special lady. Yeah. Uh, as we come to learn. Special- I wondered that as well until a few seconds She's not my special lady. She's my, my lady, lady friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> my special fucking lady friend. Uh, All right. So we cut to the next morning at the docks. We're at like a warehouse, right? And so Amanda yeah. is there mm-hmm. looking for Kincaid. She gets the buzz. Is it Kincaid? Nope. It's Mac. And he, of course, followed her there because Mac needs to protect Amanda, as always. Of course. Took him a and he wants Kincaid, McClough. I guess. Right. And so Mac, again, doubles down. He's like... You cannot trust Kenny. Like he's ex- this is the first time he's finally like explaining. I think. Which why didn't he do this? Right? Was he trying to spare Amanda's feelings? Why? Might get yeah. her killed. Yeah, bad choice. This is another Charlie DeSalvo decision. All of Max's problems could be solved with like a frank conversation. And then they they start hearing cries for help from Kenny. So they both draw their swords and they're sneaking around right. this abandoned 
whatever. I kind of la- I dug this. I was like, oh, this is like cool. It's like a four immortal showdown. Yeah, like they both like all, they all split up. It's like now there's four immortals like sneaking around looking for each other. That was kind of cool. Yeah, Mac does find Kincaid, and they get down to business. Right. I love this line too because Mac's like, let's get this over with, and Kincaid's like, I, I'm a cloud. I like. I yeah. just like the callback yeah. of like the kind of sailor talk or whatever. I like Kincaid's pea coat. Yeah, I think he great. looks good. PP tape. PP tape. PP coat. PP coat. Kincaid's PP coat. So meanwhile, Kenny's up there with like his hand on a pipe. Yeah, he's like on the like in these rafter balcony things in this warehouse. This is going to make me sound like a bigger idiot than usual. What is the thing called that he has his hands on? It's a like a wheel. crank or is like it a wheel. wheel? Is that what it is? A wheel? A handle? I was thinking there's like a special word No, there word probably for is it. a special word because it's not just, I mean, it's in the shape of a wheel, but it's probably, it's not a lever. It's a valve. Is it a valve? Would valve? You call it? A valve wheel or yeah. a, I don't a, tur- know. a turn? I got hung up on that for some reason. Write us in, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> the wheels on pipes. Yeah. But Kenny's like holding on to it. For some cartoon tomfoolery. Yeah. When Mac and Kincaid get close, he unleashes it and like burns Mac's eyes. So he like shoots all this steam into Mac's face. I bust out laughing because <laughs> it's when funny. They showed Mac's face. Oh yeah. It's all like red and puffy and his the eye makeup yeah. is ridiculous. So his eyes are like steamed shut or burned shut. And he looks ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. I have a note that Mac looks like he's doing a Robert De Niro impression. Does, yeah. <laughs> you can't it's see listeners, face. but you like talking to me, you, you like squint your yeah. eyes and like, hey. yeah, it does look like that. I got, I've got nipples. Can you milk me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we talk a little about like what this warehouse looks like? I mean, it's just a big warehouse, but I like the drape. They're like weird hanging drapes. That they cover like the big opening with that yeah. have these like slits in it. It looks mm-hmm. kind of cool. It's like a cool visual lighting effect. I yeah. Thought. And it's put to good use in the quickening. And there's like scaffolding or something. This is like contradictory to the darkness. Where Where Mac Mac is the blind's fucking swordsman. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like he couldn't see then and he acquitted himself very well. Right. Well, spoiler alert, he wins this fight too somehow. Yeah. 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 And first Kincaid is like messing with him. Like he's like cuts him across. I'm going to torture you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, two episodes that involve like torture in a row too, right? We'll deal with the in the next episode. There's like yeah, this it's the same exact idea. thing. Yeah, it's like the same episode again. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's kind of the same episode. Twice this brings in a row. back we'll Eamon's theory, it. like that these episodes like seem to have, right. Yeah. This is and I, this I, is uh, the most egregious example I think of that because yeah. this. I mean, not to tip my hand on the next episode, the the Colonel, but it is straight up the exact same episode yeah. without a raping child. <laughs> <laughs> Without a raping child. Too bad we didn't get two raping child episodes in a row. If only. Yeah. Amanda shows up on the balcony, sees Kenny, what he's done, and it's like, it was all true. Like, she now realizes that Kenny was, like, up to bad news. And mm. Kenny comes up with some more bullshit. He's like, oh, can Kate maybe do made it? Me. Yeah. yeah. But now it's like, this is some weird shit. He's like, well... You can't interfere, so we both have to just hang up here. It's like, what did you you just just do, Kenny? Like, what are you, not allowed to, like, actually get into the fray? But, like, you're allowed to, like, insert, like, physical obstacles, like, steam? Like, bullshit. Kenny interfered with the fight. Yeah. Steam is the sole exception. Yeah, it's the famous steam exception. You don't remember that one? When Ramirez Ramirez explains the rules. (laughs) Anything that's in a gaseous form is allowed. There may come a time when we harness the power of steam. Then and when only that, then. <laughs> when that day comes, Highlander, <laughs> then you may interfere. 
but only with the steel. Oh, okay. <laughs> so while they're watching, Kenny handcuffs Amanda to the unknown device, this, <laughs> the, wheel, yeah. this wheel thing. Kinky? <laughs> yeah, it's very... So what does Kenny do after he has Amanda handcuffed? He just goes for it, baby. He fucking kisses her right on the lips. It's gross. He just like sticks his tongue in her mouth and is like, now that I've mouth raped you, I'm going to go. This is gross. I wonder how Elizabeth Grayson felt about this too. Like having a child kiss you like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to like let a child sensually kiss me. And like Kenny's expression after he does it is like, it's creepy. Oh, it's creepy as fuck. He's like, yeah, I did it. (laughs) Max somehow wins the fight. Yeah, just kind of somehow. Well, he, like, shoves Kincaid's own sword into Kincaid's torso, like, lengthwise. And Kincaid's like, what the fuck? Right. And then he opens his eyes, and he's like, see ya. And yeah. then he chops like, his I, head off. He like playing... I think it's a sight pun. But I think he's, yeah. like, playing possum a little bit. Like, he was playing up how much he couldn't well, see. Well, I think he's starting to get his vision back towards the end, right? Like, he's it's a little blurry. Or Is there a shot where they show that, like, he can kind of see a little bit? But, yeah, see ya. And he touches that off. So then we get the quickening. The longest quickening in human history. <laughs> Just like the endless quickening. Is Kincaid the most powerful immortal in history? What is this? Yes. Yes. All those rats yes. he ate on the desert island were other immortals. Yeah. And that's why it. So all the drapes expl- like I think the drape thing was kind of cool. The and then this is cool. where this is when Kenny kisses Amanda and yeah, handcuffs yeah. her because Kenny's plan now is while Mac is weakened by the quickening, he is now going to kill Mac. Right. Real also, dickhead. Just side note, how did you guys feel about this quickening? I thought it sucked. <laughs> yeah, when the pillars started falling over oh, and that just looks making, real mechanical. It looks it's like, clunk, clunk. Clunk. <laughs> yeah, it looks so silly and it makes like no noise. It goes like and like it it literally like makes a comic book sound thud and the the drapes behind are now ripped but we don't see like what makes those rip apart i guess lightning yeah i guess and then like max just kind of stumbling around it looks seasick that's that's what it is yeah (laughs) he's seasick he's he really is just stumbling the whole time he looks drunk it's weird is he recreating the starving yeah yeah Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> They're just like overlaid images of rats and bugs. <laughs> what does Kenny think is going to happen if his plan succeeds? He will kill Mac when and, he's down. And, and then mur- maybe, and then go maybe kill Amanda as well? If maybe. she doesn't like agree to be his butt buddy. <laughs> or yeah, just like, regardless, he might gonna, kill her. I don't know. Is he just going to murder his way into her pants? Is that what he thinks is going to happen? I don't know. Wait, are you positing a world where Kenny is going to behead amanda and have sex with her afterwards no i'm saying that like what does he think like what's his ideal scenario here he kills mac and then for some reason she's like oh okay with everything yeah well now that he's gone we can be together yeah mate i think that's maybe his ideal situation and then back up i'll just have to kill her too if she rejects it if she friend zones him (laughs) amazing if if she sun zones him <laughs> I, uh, you know, it just girls don't like nice guys yeah. because you know you get close to someone and then suddenly they treat you like their adoptive son. Yeah. <laughs> They're always saying like, "Here comes the airplane," and like, "Here comes the airplane." <laughs> they always want you to finish your broccoli. It's just such bullshit, man. 
Here comes the incel. oxen cart. <laughs> I, I better uh, I better turn to my fellow incels for help. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. So a man, of course, being this master thief, escapes from these. Just picks the fucking lock. Yeah, like it's like, no big deal. Good job, Kenny. Uh, and I, although I guess like Kenny, maybe does he he not know that about Amanda? Is that he, I mean he probably wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Like, so this is maybe a good plan for him, but he doesn't realize that like. This is child's play for her. Yeah. So she comes down and is like, if you kill him, I'll kill you. And she's like, I'm fucking serious. And so then Kenny like freaks out and is like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> they play the prayer shaka music and Kenny runs off into the sunset. And that's that. Mac is so, is more drained from this quickening than from anything that has ever happened in <laughs> <Yeah>. the past. <laughs> like he just got chased by those dogs and had a marathon bone sesh when he was done. Like he looks so exhausted. Cause I was thinking, it was like, Matt can still take this kid. Is it the steam? Is it the steam? <laughs> it was the steam. It drained his life. But Mac is like down for the count. Like yeah. if Amanda didn't show up, there's like this zoom of him like, no, wait, <laughs> please don't, don't hurt me, Hammer. Like I am skeptical that Kenny could even get, I mean, I know he has done this before, but like. Can he even get close I don't enough? really believe that he can actually chop through right. Mac's neck, like with his little spindly kid arms. <laughs> <laughs> He'll need to have like a chainsaw, which he probably can't even lift. Yeah. So let's talk about the denouement. We cut to the loft. Denouement. And Mac it's is fucked trying up. to get busy. That's right. And Amanda's getting dressed. And She's Mac, got a midriff. A lot of yeah. 90s fashion going on. Mm. A lot of midriffs in like the next couple episodes with Amanda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. She's like getting all dressed up, thinking that, oh, is she going to go out with Mac? But no. Anne shows up. It's like, oh, girl date. We have lots in common. We're going to go get like, what are they going to do? Get coffee or do whatever? More coffee. Yeah, for they're going to get Kill more that coffee. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually just drinking straight hard alcohol. <laughs> I didn't think it was funny. Anne was like, I still have your key. <laughs> Then they leave. They're going and it's out like, for a girl's night out. And that's like the end of It's like, what an odd comical end to this episode. Yeah. What an odd comical ending to the darkest episode of Highlander ever. It's Where, darker than the darkness. Yeah. Amanda's adopted son is trying to kill Amanda's boyfriend. And then fuck her. And then fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> and the villain is somebody that Mac may die a thousand times over for a hundred years oh boy and then it just ends that criminal justice reform guys yeah it just ends with like you know it's sitcom music yeah can we can we play this music this is the music that this episode ends with this horribly dark episode bye And then he what waves. the fuck is that? He is shirtless and he waves at nothing. They've yeah. already left and he <laughs> waves. Highlander is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Mac gets caught in his underwear by Anne. Ha ha ha. And the episode's over. What a weird ending. And weird that like plot with Anne that goes nowhere. Amanda's completely fine now. Oh, my adopted son, who I was so happy to see. Just kissed me on the mouth and tried to kill you. But I'm fine now. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a night in the town with Anne. Like and talk about maybe baby stuff because that's yeah. what we bonded over. Like, yeah, this is traumatic. <laughs> yeah, this, or it was maybe Anne not prepared for the coffee date she's now signed up for because <laughs> Amanda's take on children is completely changed. It's like you know when they grow up, they are fucking murderers and, and like, they stick your tongue, their tongue yeah. in your mouth. Oh, this this is like Oedipus via Highlander <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or something. I guess Mac isn't really a father figure. But in a way, he, he was. Is. He was yeah. before. This and is it, it doesn't weird. have to be a father figure. He just needs to be fucking your mother. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I think that's, yeah, the yeah, idea. that's yeah. true. It's just like he's the one that is Ugh. all up in that business. This is fucked up. Cool. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite episode. So, guys, why don't we uh, clear out the darkness with a little game? Yeah. Game time. All right, we are going to play a game of IMDb keywords. Ooh. I don't think you've ever played this game, Kyle. No, or done I've, never, game. I've never orchestrated this game before. You've never pulled the strings. Pull the string. So we've got five rounds here. In each one, I'm going to read seven of the most popular IMDb keywords in a row. You get one guess per keyword given. If you get on the first one, it's worth seven points, and it goes down from there until so you get the last one where it'll be like pretty obvious that it'll only be worth one or two points. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the episode that these are the IMDb keywords for. Does that make sense? It does. We get it. Question the first. I almost just said the name. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fatal flaw of this game. Of like almost all the games. Yeah. <laughs> just giving it away right yeah. away. All right. So they're going to be hard at first, but buckle up. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be. Never mind. <laughs> 18th century. Ugh. 1780s. Somerset, England. English nobility. Duchess. Leader of the pack. Yes. Ooh. Hey-o. Leader of the pack. Brum, 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 brum. The other two would have been hunting and attack dog. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch uh, is in heat, isn't yeah, I sh- she? I, I, sh- I should have added one that says this bitch is in heat. <laughs> Fuck you, Keith. I have a point. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have three points. Three points. Oh, nice job, Evan. Better catch up, buttercup. Question the second. 19th century. 1860s. American Civil War. Oh, oh. Run for your life. The Lamb. The Lamb is correct. Oh. Good guess on Run for Your Life, though. Yeah. Four was a real shit one. Confederacy. Oh. <laughs> Both the place and the clue. Then it was going to be Drummer Boy. Drummer boy. Eternal youth. And ready for what the number one clue was for it? Or the no, the most relevant IMDb keyword when sorted by relevance? Right. Childhood. <laughs> <laughs> that movie by, uh, what's his name? Linklater? Yeah. yeah. Better. Yeah. Childhood. Boy. <laughs> Question the third. It's currently 3-5, favoring Keith. Aw. 12th century. Sexy teacher. Legacy. Hastings East Sussex. Mentor student relationship. Reunion. It is reunion. But oh. <laughs> that is worth four. I went for legacy first, thinking it was uh, Rebecca they were talking about. I was Sexy thinking teacher. it was the one with the with the eighteen year old immortal. I right forget of passage. The name. Yeah, that's what I was. The thinking. nip slip. Nip, nip slip. slip. <laughs> uh, the other clues would have been tyrannical captain. Oh. Ooh. Followed by Norman. Norm. <laughs> and ready for what they thought the most <laughs> relevant keyword was? Uh, relevance? Uh, 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 incest. <laughs> South Pacific. What? what? <laughs> wow. Yup. Wasn't that a musical? South it Pacific. Is a musical. It is a musical. Oh. What's a song from that? We're in the South Pacific. Ta da da da. Did you just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I saw that once and don't remember a lick of it. Uh, That's why you need a sexy teacher to teach you the rest of it. All right. Question the fourth. It is currently... You got to get this fast, Damon. I'll get it on the first try. Mentor-student relationship. The samurai. 
It was Legacy. Oh, you fuck. Fuck you. Sorry. Which would have been followed by First Kill, Ninth Century. First Kill. It's like a fucking First online First Call of Duty game. <laughs> online Call of Duty game. First Blood. <laughs> Whatever. I have to make fun of you because I'm losing. Sorry. Then there's a bunch of years that are real <laughs> terrible. Good. Followed by most relevant clue, Plague. <laughs> wow. All right. And then do we want to do the fourth one just for posterity? Yeah. Yeah. This was supposed to be the tiebreaker. There are actually only four. Ooh. And this is not edited by me. There were only four on this episode. Wow. And in my mind, the last one's a treat. But oh, good. <laughs> All right. 1930s. Organized crime. Oh, um. Mobster. Oh, uh, fuck. 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 What's it called? Fuck. Blackmail. No, um, 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 Vendetta. Yes, ah! it is Vendetta. But ready for the what they thought the most relevant keyword for this was? Kielbasa. Sex tape? Hoodlum. Oh, no, wait, that's not Vendetta. Wait, which I get those two confused. What is it? That would have been blackmail. Damn it. Hoodlum. Hoodlum. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> is that Benny Kilbasa? Maybe. I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. And wow. that's how you play IMDb <laughs> keyword. Oh, congratulations, Keith. That's a big win. You that say that <laughs> some anger, Eamon. I'm sorry. How many points did I get? You got five. How many including points? Including the tiebreaker round. Duh. How many points did Keith get? 16. Oh, Damn. boy. Sorry, bud. That was a blowout. Was Decisive. A blowout. <laughs> Why don't we read the Watcher Chronicles to go with this episode? Didn't we already read Kenny's? You know, there's another immortal in this episode. Kincaid. Oh. Yes, we did read uh, Kenny's before. So Sounds good. So Terrence, let's talk about Terrence, Terrence Kincaid's Watcher Chronicle. He was born aye, in aye. 1546 in Fishbourne, England. Yeah, fish. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> is that where the band Fish comes from? Yeah. Yeah. His first death was in 1588. He was a sailor repelling the Spanish Armada off Dover. His first teacher was Raymond Tibbets. <laughs> Tibbets. Raymond Tibbets. Raymond Tibbets. Terrence and Tibbets. Yeah. That was the name they of their short They call me Mr. Varieties. Tibbets. Um, his original cultural affiliation was English. I really... Slurred the word cultural. <laughs> his recent base of operations is no fixed address because he's on the open sea. Yeah. Maritime the sea law. is his bride. Arrgh. And his concubine. His occupation is a freighter captain. Freighter. That ship looks very small. I know, right? Yeah. It was like a tugboat. I wouldn't have called that a freighter. Taters and freighters. Is that your the new special you're offering at mm-hmm. your seafood joint? That's right. A freighter of taters. A freighter of taters. A freighter of taters. I want that. Just a literal boat. And they, they the ring like, they ring a, like a steam horn when yeah. they bring it to your table. Boop, boop. I like this idea. Let's make a we're, whole We're restaurant. now taking investors. Yeah. yeah. It's our gimmick restaurant. So his chronicle reads, It takes a brave man to hire a kid to do his dirty work, even if the kid is 800 years old. But I guess when you're eaten away but as, by as much bitterness and hatred as Kincaid, all's fair. I suppose enough years chewing the wings off flies will do that to a man. Take away his dignity and all that. It would probably have been better for all concerned if Duncan McLeod had just killed the guy back in 1778 and been done with it. Would have been They're a blessing. always rooting for these people to get killed. Yeah. Finally, someone came and put this fuck out of his misery. <laughs> and again, this seems to be implying that Kincaid is like a real bad apple. So maybe he is bad news? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not arguing that like Kincaid's that instance was bad news, but I'm not necessarily convinced Kincaid is like an evil immortal. I'm not I mean, sure. All the evidence we have says he is. 
But there's like one bit of evidence. There's him murdering those people, him declaring that human lives aren't important. Him well, that's that human, the, I'm, I'm just in, taking that as the, one instance. In the general, him saying that human lives aren't more important than his money specifically. Right. Then he's trying to kill Kenny. No. Who we know Kenny is evil, but does he know that? Is he just trying to take his head? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. We have no evidence of his goodness, and we have moderate to severe evidence of his <laughs> of his wickedness. He ups his one crew guy out on the dock. He's oh, like, that's oh, don't true. Fall. That's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Now, I'm reconsidering. He doesn't crew, <laughs> kill his crew in the in the present. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like in the past. Maybe he's come around. Yeah. All right. So uh, they should kill the guy back in 1778 and been done with it. Would have been a blessing in a lot of ways. But he got around to finishing the job eventually. Shamey couldn't have taken out that little brat Kenny while he was at it. Jeez. I know, right? Yikes. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, sure. I mean, it was mostly just like <laughs> yeah, sure. murder of Kincaid fanfic. One thing I thought that was interesting on the behind-the-scenes DVD thing was David Abramowitz was once again ragging kind of on the chemistry between Anne and Mac. And he was just like, yeah, yeah like we kept trying to create like lust and passion and quote-unquote heat, but it just wasn't there. And like... I don't know. I, I argue that they weren't trying to create lust and passion because the script seemed to constantly be putting them away from each other. Like, yeah, put them in Mac odds. is always lying to her, and I don't know. Is he talking about the performance? I don't know. I guess he I feel is. like in other special yeah. features, they talk about, like, there just wasn't the chemistry. Like, people seem to talk about the performance, but I don't know. It seems like the script doesn't it's, want them to The circumstances have that, quote, don't lend it to that. No. Like, no, I'd agree with that 100%, because, like... It's not like there's a bunch of instances where you're like, oh, like, this isn't working. Like, you're seeing them, like, try to get into it, and it's just not working. Like, that doesn't seem to happen. I mean, our introduction to Tess was fucking. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, honestly, they never did anything like that with Anne. Like, hey, like, here's his girlfriend. Like, how do we introduce that they have, like, a steamy, hot relationship and are, like, really madly in love? How about we just have them fuck on camera camera. Um, during the opening credits? Side boob. Yeah. First shot. Like, all they do is make out in the gathering. Like, yeah. they're in their robe and just kissing up on each other and... Shower. Shower scene. Chemical burns. Yeah, top to bottom. Top to bottom. Yeah, this is not... I don't know. Yeah. Weird little bit in the... Uh... Well, even with Amanda, like, there are all these, like, scenes written between him and Duncan. Him and Duncan? <laughs> oh, <laughs> she yeah. and Duncan where... <laughs> she and Duncan. She and Duncan where they're, like, flirting or, like, smooching up on each other. And... Or just being naked together. Yeah. Are just being naked together. The well, only time we saw, the, I think Continue the only time it. we saw Anne and Mac in a bed together, Mac had fucking night terrors and was like freaking, freaking out. out. Yeah. yeah. Or, when, then, or when she was like, I don't want coffee, okay? Yeah. I'm done with the coffee. <laughs> Wait. I'm done with the coffee. Now she's drinking the coffee. Because we were like, she doesn't want the coffee because she's, she's pregnant. pregnant. That was our but theory. Maybe that but defeats now this she theory. Doesn't. This defeats that theory. Maybe yeah. she just didn't want coffee. Maybe Mac makes a bad cup of coffee. And does that, that was extend to what the coffee is? Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. coffee. It's not a good lie. It's Mac bad in bed. <laughs> we know that's not true. <laughs> Do we? As Kyle has said, he has a heavy dick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, he's bad. You never know. Yeah. I don't know. He'd be very selfish. Yeah. Although I guess that's not true <laughs> in Double Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Like DJ Khaled. Yep, DJ exactly. Khaled. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> Any uh, final thoughts on this bad boy? Let's talk about our thoughts on this episode. What do we think? There's a real tonal problem with this episode for me in a way that's like, I I, I got the impression that this bothered me more than anyone else. This is so relentlessly horrifying and dark. And if you think about it for more than two seconds, this is like some NC-17 shit on TV. (laughs) Like, this is 
gruesome and barbaric and horrifying. Like, this puts Game of Thrones shit to shame. Like, this is dark. And it's so strange that, like... And it ends with, like, Seinfeld music. Like, <laughs> what will happen to the gang next time? Oh, those boys are at it again. Like, what is this? I, d- I don't understand. I should make a freeze frame and then have the Seinfeld. <laughs> boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. It's strange. But when you think about what goes on in this episode, it's a horror show. Then it's, like, all grafted on to this episode, which I also think has, like, some weird structural bits. Like, what does Anne do in this episode? Fuck all. She does nothing. Does Anne reconcile with Mac? Her, like, I imagine there's some still some strong feelings there. Ex-boyfriend? Yeah. No. Do we get to see much of any interaction between Anne and any other character? No. Does Mac ever inform anyone of Kenny's various misdeeds throughout history? No. Again, jeopardizing their lives and his own. Is Amanda deployed usefully in this episode other than to have immortal baby fever for an 800-year-old man <laughs> who wants to, like, tongue punch her? Like, no. Well, I, I don't know if I'd agree completely with that. I like this idea. I, I first like the idea that Amanda trained Kenny. Like, to that's me, that makes, that makes, like, a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, of course Amanda was his teacher. Like, that's where he gets all these kind of tricks from. Like, yeah. how he learned to survive. I think that's really neat. And I kind of do like this idea of the motherhood thing, although I do think it has, like, the more you think no, about it, some creepy too, ramifications. It's too creepy. Yeah. Like, it'd be one thing if that happened in the 80s. She found him in the 80s. No, I, I <laughs> would like, say her, her motherhood attachment when she found him is fine. Because she's, like, raised, like, he literally is 10 years old then. And she is getting to teach him how to live. Right. But, like, her attachment to being a mother now is a little is, weird. Is creepy as fuck. Yeah. She's infantilizing an ancient man. <laughs> ancient man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like them he all is around three the dinner times table. older than the United yeah. States of America. <laughs> yeah, there's something weird about that. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, no, it's fucked, is what it is. And he's like, look at us. We're a little family. Let's all eat some sketty and hold hands. It's like, here's your milk. Well, Duncan's like comical attitude through the whole episode is also weird. He doesn't seem to be taking this very seriously. And this is serious. Yeah. Like when he's like smiling when he's telling Kenny, like, if you try anything, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like, it's weird. He's treated other adversaries much more seriously. Yeah, he seems to be, like, relishing in this fact that, like, he's so much more powerful than a child. Yeah. Like, Oh, congratulations, Duncan. Yeah. You're beefier than a 12-year-old. I think there's a version of this episode that is more interesting, wherein, one, I don't think you involve Lisa Howard because it just eats up too much real estate for no payoff. Like, there's a version of the episode where that's, she's really central and maybe Kenny goes after her again or something. But, you know, they didn't do that. I think there's a more interesting version of this episode where they do something like what you said earlier, Keith, where Kenny at least plays innocent. Like, the cards are on the table, but Kenny is able to successfully manipulate Amanda because she remembers him in the old sense of the word. And, like, Kenny, and us as the audience, is maybe being deceived as well. We don't know what Kenny's going to do. Right. Maybe we do buy into, after seeing these flashbacks, which are not as dark, uh these flashbacks that maybe he does have a real attachment to Amanda. So maybe he's being sincere. And then I wanted Amanda to actually end up fighting Kincaid. Like that ruins Kenny's plan. Like right now, the thing that ruins Kenny's plan makes no sense. 
well, like, I guess it's that she can escape handcuffs. But his wider plan made no sense that, like, he was going to kill Mac after Mac beat Kincaid. Right. But then what? Like, Amanda knows she's going to be upset about this the whole time. It might have been more interesting if maybe the plan was better. The plan was not just a steam pipe. Like, it was more, it was like a much better trap. Like, something that would have actually equalized, not just equalized this fight. Like, Mac's fucked. But then Amanda actually is the one who shows up and actually is the one who fights. And then maybe he relents. Maybe he doesn't spring the trap. And then you actually get to see Amanda do something. Or like Kenny has to spring his trap on Kincaid and like help Amanda. Maybe Amanda's going to lose. I don't know. Yeah. Just something to like give real tension and like stakes to that moment. Because there's no question in my mind that like at any point in the way this plays out that like Kenny's plan is dumb. It's just not going to work. She's not going to yeah. fall in love with him. Like it's just not going to happen. Or right. is that because he has the mind of a 10 year old still in a weird way? Yeah, like, the, I guess the, the last episode, we kind of questioned some of that as well. Cause like, skate. Cause we're like, thing? yeah, like he seems to like, he's 800 years old, but still like seems to be into kid shit. Well, and he's drinking like, milk at the dinner table. Yeah. Like what's the audience supposed to think about Kenny? Like we're how are we su- never are we supposed to sympathize with him? We are no, not I don't think we ever ep- sympathize him in this episode at all. I don't all. think we ever sympathize him for him in the Lamb either, because no. the first thing we seem to do is kill Baloney Sandwich Man. Right. So like that's a problem. So are we just supposed to view Kenny as he's the bad guy? Yes. Yeah, I think so. That is hundred percent it. Yeah, this this episode doesn't give us enough like good moral gray area, I think, with Kenny. Like yeah, if he had been playing Mac differently, that would have reset the clock kind of on all the relationships they seem to never shy away from hey let's have joe and mac have some tension and blow up their relationship like this might have been an interesting way to like damage the relationship with mac and amanda more severely like what if amanda never found out the truth about kenny i don't know if they'd ever have mac kill a child on screen probably not or what if mac lets kincaid exactly kill kenny for some reason for some reason and it's like now they can have a blowout and have some tension it's like i don't know that's something different it's i don't know uh yeah that being all that being said there's some like great stuff i think in this episode like i really like kincaid a lot yeah like i I like the actor i love yeah the actor's great i think he's an awesome look and i love this dilemma that matt like mac has tried to save his life but has like inadvertently caused him a century's worth of torture so now kincaid is after him also i think i really would have preferred kincaid also to not be a bad guy kincaid is mad at mac because of this thing mac has like imposed on him there still could have been a mutiny but it could have just been simple. Like, Kyle, you mentioned this idea, like, wait, if it's going to take them two weeks to get back to China, like, they might all die. Like, do they have enough rations for that? That would have been an interesting, like, let's say they end up on this island and they're, they're shit out of luck. There is no fresh water here. And they're like, well, let's turn back. Maybe Kincaid, as a wise captain, says, no, we won't make it back there either. The best course is to go forward. Right. And like, we're, we're certainly will die if we turn back because we can't make it. But if we go forward, we have a chance. And let's say maybe the crew is just not down with that. They're like, bullshit, fuck you. And they still mutiny. And Mac is able to save him. So he's still like a, maybe a good guy and a wise captain in this scenario. But Mac has like sentenced him to this awful fate. Right. Which that I think be, is more be, interesting. I don't like, know. I mean, I am always on board with the criticism of make the villains less evil. Right. Like always. Like 100% of the time, if you say that, I will be on board with it. Yeah. So. I feel like Kincaid's almost wasted. Like he's a cool villain. Yeah, 
And that's a good story. That could be its own thing. But instead, he's just like Kenny's pawn. Yeah. yeah and gives and good reason for Mac to want to save him. Other than, like, what? The only reason he doesn't want to save him is, like, why does Mac save him on the beach? Is it to protect his own kind? Is it to not be revealed himself as an immortal? Like, is it a selfish reason? Like, oh, if you chop his head off, I'll get a quickening. Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, because otherwise, it's like, Mac, you're saving the life of a murderer. Who, who just killed this guy for no reason. As the reason. audience, we're all, we all think is a shithead. Yeah. So, like, why save him? But, yeah, if Kenny wasn't involved in this plot, we could have some more maybe palling around on the shit. You know, just, like, get invested in this relationship. So then when Mac saves him, we're like, good job, Mac. Yeah. The only problem is then how do you get Kincaid involved in the Kenny plot line? I guess it's just you don't. Yeah. I don't know. Or, like, it's just Kincaid's another bad immortal and... Use Kincaid in a different episode and this is villain X. Yeah. Or Kincaid became a bad immortal over the years. Like, because of Mac's, you know, abandonment. Like, because he abandoned him on the the island. Now Kincaid is, like, bitter and Mm. hates humanity and all this sort of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he kidnaps Kenny because he thinks Mac cares about him. Which is a very similar situation to the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like a lot of this episode. Like, I think I like the emotional content of this episode more than I like... It's the mechanics of this episode that, like, kind of fall flat. Like, what are the plans? What are motivations? Tonal stuff? Like, I don't know. I think there's good ground here. Like, I like returning to Kenny. That's just me, personally. Yeah. Like, I think it's a neat one to come back to. Sure. And, the, and the I wonder, making, oh, him, making him Amanda's student is brilliant. Yeah, it's I great. like that idea. Uh, I, I I mean, this show never would have done this back in 1995, but, like... Maybe this should have been an Amanda episode. No way this show would have done that. But, like, maybe Mac is just not in this episode. Contractually, he needs to be in this episode. I mean, that would have been maybe interesting. Or Mac is in a very small amount of this episode and comes back, and that's how things kind of fall apart. Or who knows what? I don't know. Yeah. Should we rate this bad boy? Yeah, let's do it. How many steam widgets (laughs) would you give this episode? I'm going to give it... Three and a half steam widgets. Wow. Uh, yeah, I like this episode more than the sum of its parts. Is that what I mean to say? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's clunky. It's got some weird stuff in it. But some for some reason, I, I, I think I like this episode more than The Lamb, actually. And this is hands down better than The Lamb. Yeah. I, was a, I was a lamb skeptic. I'm mm. kind of a skeptic on this one, too. But You have to have, to have a, The Lamb with a little mint. Yeah, that yeah. helps. A little mint jelly. Mint some jelly. oregano. Uh, Eamon, how many... <laughs> how many uh, deforted shipments would you give it? <laughs> deforted shipments. I'm going to give it a three. Three? All right. I'm going to give it a three. I like this episode. I think it's like good in quotes, but there's some creepy shit in it, and the tonal problems are kind of nonsensical. And the ending is off-putting, <laughs> even though it's funny, and I like the actresses. and It doesn't fit with this dark, dark... Ep- like... In a future episode, the events of the episode force Amanda to leave Seacouver. Yeah. To me, this is what would do that. Because it's so much worse. Yeah. It's like my adopted son, who I haven't seen in hundreds of years, tried to kill you, kissed me, and like put me in danger, and has been lying to me. To me, that's like life-changing yeah. events. Yeah betrayal yeah but instead she goes out with coffee with Anne. yeah, yeah. and then like mother like this motherhood well, thing music though that was getting coffee music yeah that was getting coffee music the motherhood thing with Anne also comes out of nowhere like i feel like that's not consistent with this character with Anne or with uh with um amanda, amanda i mean yeah we haven't seen that side of her no. at all like she's always this fun loving like I want to get into trouble and like be a huckster and yeah, yeah. I don't know if I mind be a huckster I get the idea that it be does a huckster <laughs> <laughs> I 
get the idea that it does kind of come out of nowhere, but I also don't mind that turn. I don't mind because, like, she finally has a chance. Yeah, it's so, like, oh, I have yeah. a chance for this. I might be into it. But so. you don't. He's eight hundred. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> yep. How many uh, rats for dinner would you have? Ooh, for rats for dinner. My favorite dinner. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna actually be aggressive on this one and give it two and a half. Wow. Yeah, I'm going real low on this bad boy. I think for a lot of the reasons Eamon said, but this episode epitomizes a lot of weaknesses in the show that we bring up often. The kind of shorthands for character development and evilness that come out with like sexual assault and like just really relishing in darkness, like just going for it as some kind of shorthand for stakes and emotional content in a way that really bothers me. Also, Anne Lindsay, important character of the show, complete throwaway here, like just utterly pointless. And like, if she was nurse number two, you wouldn't know the difference. Exactly. Like she didn't even have a a genuine interaction with Mac in this episode. That is, that's like borderline inexcusable. Hey, this episode passes the Bechdel test. Hey, look at that. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Rare. This is the rare episode that does. They never talk about Mac at all in this yeah. episode, do they? They do. Oh, do they? I'm sure Mac likes you too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, but they do talk about other stuff, so that's okay. Yeah, baby. Uh, it's all been said before, but it's. I find a lot of the decisions that were made kind of deeply troubling. Nobody's motivations make sense. Everybody's motivation is upsetting, and just like weird acting decisions from Mac the whole time. So odd. I don't know. Two and a half stars. Wow. All right. Damn. Well, that's been our episode this week. This was a fun one to talk about. It was a fun one to talk about, but like thinking about it bums me out. Yeah. <laughs> Not oh. a fun one to think about. Sit on that. Yeah. Listeners. Sit, sit on that like Amanda swinging from that tree. That's right. <laughs> oh. Well, listeners, uh, make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a nice review. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening this week. Next week's episode is going to be episode seven, The Colonel. The colon? The colonel. colonel. The colonel. The The colander. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. Dear the Damon. What? Bye. (laughs) Bye. Throw up people's asses all day. Yeah. Yep. Highlander. Highlander. Yeah, that's the, right, that, that might actually be the clip at the end of the episode. Yeah, of course, they're up people's asses all day. Highlander. <laughs> all right.